This is a warning, another cut to move on. Another beat that's so strong, hold on, and I get wicked in this song. Stir up shit as the wit gets wisdom. Send it to you. Episode 12 of the RT Podcast, and here we got Rich Pelton and George Costa getting ready to talk about the three things on this podcast, BMX, our businesses, and F1 racing. Rich, how's it going? Yo, what's up, buddy? I am good. Beautiful Friday here in Sacramento, California. It's going to be over 100 degrees, I believe, so... Yeah, it's pretty hot here right now. We we have like no spring. It went from like straight winter to straight, you know, summer. So same here. It's been a very (laughs) mild summer for the Sacramento Valley. And now we just jumped into a few days of a hundred. This is the first one, I think. So no, yesterday. I think yesterday might have been a hundred, but yeah, it's it's warm. It's warm for sure. Yeah. So uh some sad events that have happened recently. Um, you know, good friend of ours. You know, fellow business owner, uh, legend in the sport, Mike Redman, he tragically passed away. Um, I kind of always knew that, uh, that, you know, we're all getting older, obviously. And, yeah. and like the day that this came, I think like he was gonna, and, and he did, he literally has like the biggest impact. And I've never seen so many people like yeah. talk about it, reach out, um, it have stories. I mean, this guy is just decades upon decades of like just BMX legacy. And I wanted to kind of dedicate our BMX portion of the podcast to uh, talking about Redmond and, and how like amazing of a person he was. So um, I have a little story uh, j- that I just wanted to tell about the kind of just, you know, like typical trait of Mike and, and, and what he was like. Um, so 2021, I had gone to grands and I, I had skipped 2020 because of the COVID year. And I hadn't seen anybody in almost two years at that point. Um, because I last couple of years since the team, I've only been going to really grands for the most part. And I don't get to see you guys a whole lot because East coast is a lot of the West coasters don't come all the way out here. Right, right. Um, so uh, I see Mike, you know, I haven't seen him in a super long time. Uh, I look like he had lost some weight talking to him about stuff. He's always so upbeat. So always so positive. I have my daughter with me and he didn't know I had a daughter and he starts talking to her and he's like asking her about stuff, you know, and, and she's been helping out in, in the, in the, the pit area, like setting up gears and, you know, helping sell stuff and whatnot. And, and, for absolutely no reason, this dude reaches in his pocket and pulls out a $20 bill and just gives it to my daughter. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing right now? You know, and he's like, man, her smile is worth it. You know, and I'm That's like, awesome. dude, you don't have like, stuff. like, and he's like, no, 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 no. And she was pumped. Right. Yeah. We get yeah. back and I tell my daughter, I'm like, that's the guy that announces. And he's like one of the best announcers that's ever been, that's ever existed in BMX. And yeah, yeah. of course she's like a, you know, six year old. She's like, Oh really? Oh, okay. That's cool. Right. You know, um, later on in the weekend or as the week progresses, Mike walks by again and he's checking out all the stuff that we have. And he's probably not following like exactly what we have going on and things that we're making but he saw the adjustable cranks and I could see it in his eyes. Like he was like, Holy shit. Like this is a cool (laughs) fucking idea, you know? 
he just kept on going on and on and on about it. And he was like, man, if I had a set of these, I'd be able to help all these, you know, I'd, I'd be able to like dial in kids at the track and this and that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh, well, if you want them, just take them. Like, and I, I was just like, it'd be an honor for me for, I said, you having these would help sell these essentially. Right. Like yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. advocating for that and you're putting yeah. people on them and you're figuring out kids gear size, uh, crank sizes and everything, it'd be totally cool. You know? And he was, he didn't think that I would do that and yeah. he wanted to buy them. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm not taking your money. Just, just, just take them. And you know, so right. then, <laughs> uh, like the next day I'm talking to him and I forget we were in passing and stuff. And he's like, man, I felt like shit last night. I lost those cranks. No I'm way. like, what? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, I was so stressing out. He was announcing, I think it was like Friday night or something. And he had left them on the little podium that Jen sits on at the finish oh, line, right, the little right. raised stage. And he, he just, totally forgot them there right. walked away somebody had picked them up and put them in the trailer and he went looking for them and found them and he oh, was cool. like relieved he was like oh my god thank <laughs> god i would have felt like shit if i lost these things you know it's just typical mike like that's yeah, the yeah. way he was you know yeah. and you know for him to do that and like make my daughter like smile and stuff like that could have been the last 20 dollar bill in his pocket that could have right. been a gigantic stack of $20 bills in his pocket. You yeah. wouldn't know the difference because it wouldn't have mattered to him at no, the end of the no, day, totally. you know. Selfless. Yeah, 100% and uh it just it sucks. It's sucks yeah, no, it was sad. Yeah, it, his health was always up and down and it was crazy to just wake up and yo dude, hear the stories and then yeah, I mean, it's, you saw him a lot more than the, I did. Like I, yeah. I came into contact with him more when I started. It was like towards the end of Renan Intense and the beginning of Answer Renan. Um, that's when like the Redmond team was towards the end of its dominance and right. uh, and and like before it actually just kind of stopped. I mean, I, I don't think it ever really stopped, and they always had a few people here and there. Right. Um, but uh, as far as like the the title winning teams, like we kind of transitioned at a point where. I don't think we never had like the best of the best of answer Ren and go up against the uh, go against the best of the best of Re uh, Redmond for sure. Right. But um, it was still cool to compete with him. Yeah. A little and, bit, a uh, little bit of a generation. Like, uh, yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. But it was awesome. Like the amount of things that this guy contributed to over the years of yeah, his just, own, like pro racing training people. Yeah. The creation of the brand, running the tracks. Yeah, uh, the, the, the announcing was team. just amazing. He was such the a good announcer. You know, just come up with the nicknames, and he, uh, he'd always know who you know who is on the gate. You didn't, you didn't use sheets half the time with tons of classes. He just would know everybody, especially the pro class. He was really up to date. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we saw him a lot on the West Coast, um, being uh, you know Sacramento, and I was in SoCal quite a bit. I actually lived in SoCal for a year in '99, so Colt Canyon was my home track for oh, a nice. year. So I, I knew Bo pretty well. Uh, we hung out here and there. Um, you know, he's my elder a bit, so we didn't like do a lot, but just on scene, he was kind of we were in the same kind of crew all the time. My the, the most memorable thing for me would be he gave you know he would give a lot of nicknames and he gave me a nickname in the mid nineties because when I came back to the sport I was you know a football athlete so I was strong and uh, fit and all that but I wasn't hadn't been on a bike for uh, you know almost ten years so 
I would get going a little faster than I could control. So I, uh, <laughs> I raced like I started, I started intermediate. I go, well, this is too easy. You know, even at that level, even being 10 years gone, I was faster than that. So I raced expert for a little while. And then I turned pro just because, um, our local pro here is like a top 10 pro is Brian Roost. And he's actually oh, yeah. pretty good friends with bone. Um, and, I, and that being friends with Brian being a top 10, like I was instantly just in the cool kid club. I didn't have to like fight my way in or learn who was who. I just was at all where all the cool guys were that, you know, Brian was with them. So I was with him. So I kind of got into the the click pretty, pretty easily and pretty, uh, pretty quickly. So I, that introduced me to bones at an early time. Cause he was kind of always around the pro guys and, you know, at the restaurants and the bars and all that kind of stuff. When we did all that back when BMX was fun. <laughs> um, so I turned pro just because Before you can practice a job. <laughs> yeah, you can practice for free. Well, no, just now pros don't do that anymore. They just hustle, hustle the room. Like, yeah, back yeah, when yeah. I raced pro, there's 20 pros at the club at the bar, like the night before the race. Like there was no, I mean, you you sabotage your your uh, nemesis by like making him drink too much that <laughs> night. Like it wasn't, you know, he's like, I oh, need go go get Eric Carter some more shots or go get. I mean, these are the bigger guys. I was never that level, but you know, Steve Beltman yeah. and Matt Hayden, they'd be, you know, you go out drinking and and the night before the race, it wasn't a big deal. Like that was normal. Like they're making so all much right. money, we didn't have to be so athletically competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're yeah. all on great salaries. They all got travel. They all got budget. You know, bonuses. You know, before video games and cell phones and all that just took the life out of every every activity on earth but anyways um he uh so i turned pro uh, mainly just because you can practice for free at your local track and but before before when i first was pro you went last so you didn't have to uh you didn't have to get up at seven in the morning and um you didn't have to get up seven in the morning and go race you we were literally like 11 o'clock so i'm like dude i'm i'm going for pro i don't care if i'm good enough or not so I did that and it was kind of funny. So I would crash quite a bit, you know, I get going, I'd be out, you know, top three and then, you know, just wad up somehow or whatever. And one time I you know, flew off the track in a rhythm section or something and, and red bows like, you know, there he goes again. We're going to call him the dirt merchant. And <laughs> cause I just crashed quite a bit. So that was, and that name literally stuck with me for the next, you know, eight years of my BMX career, six or seven of them pro. And I was just a dirt merchant forever. And his raspy <laughs> ass voice, the dirt merchant. And, you know, <laughs> So that was, that's like my, my fondest memory was, you know, he, I got nicknamed by, you know, one of the greats and, uh, and, and it stuck, you know, whatever he said, just stuck. Like, yeah. this is who you were. He, he, he made you who you were, you know? Yeah. 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 And he had his, you know, crazy nick, nick uh, not nicknames, but like code words for different stuff. Oops. Saw, uh, we were, we were at a strip club one night and bone rolls in, you know, this way back. We were talking like the nineties, early two thousands back when it was fun. And, you know, uh bones like yep saw saw the dirt merchant out out at the denny's last night's probably why he's barely making it out of the semi you know you <laughs> call out your night kind of while you're racing in, in code and no one knew uh it's funny because uh ebmx has picked up that and kind of doing it but no one really gets into trouble anymore but he'll uh he'll try to make some some fun stuff out of it like yeah i'm used to he's made fun of <laughs> he can just talk and keep you captivated the whole lap i mean in the 30 second laps and he can tell someone's you know life story almost you know and, and he, he just pick a rider talk about that rider as they're cruising around you know it's blow blow in the lead but man in third i saw i saw you know billy back at the the thing last week and he was talking about thing okay and then in fourth next round like he just it's crazy <laughs> yeah. how he could just transition from story back to the lap story back to the lap in it is seconds. amazing yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, ironic great, though man. that he gave you a nickname a dirt merchant and that's what you actually do now you go to the track <laughs> yeah, yeah. and stuff. yeah, yeah I, I, I am a dirt merchant for sure i got a um brianna winter our team writer's dad gave me uh it's a sign from whistler 
and it's dirt merchant it's the black diamond because it's uh, it's actually the name of a, a, a run there so uh, i've got it on my i've got it on my wall here oh Not nice <laughs> so yeah so that, that's my story of bone it was kind of cool a nickname that's kind of stuck forever only the old schoolers know it but it'll pop up once in a while so it's kind of funny yeah but yeah he'll be I, missed I man I he was a great guy before, so. what's that I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I I never went to a race where you were racing, so I never got to hear your nickname called. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I never quit knew in two thousand. I herniated discs in my back really bad, and that was that was a wrap in two thousand. I was racing yeah. that pro. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we had that happen. Uh, super sad. Um, you know, condolences out to the yeah, Redmond family. To the family for sure. And to the thousands of people worldwide, um, this definitely hit. A lot of people in bmx pretty hard so yeah but um so you had some nationals and tangent proams and stuff Tell yeah, me yeah. What, what was our what was our last one let me look at my board you had something last week right fernley yeah yeah what was our last podcast what, did we, what was the date on it it was about six weeks ago six weeks six seven weeks ago so yeah we've yeah. done uh so basically all june yeah we've done three we've done three programs the last this month so we kicked back off our pro am series. Um, we we have the national. What's cool is we co sponsor the national pro am series. So that's really cool that all the the youngsters and the we'll call it the A pro class. So you know the, the the second tier. I don't want to call them second tier. We'll call them the up and comers. Yeah, the up and comer up and comer pros have a, a a category now, and it's been really fun. Uh, but we're back on the west coast, so we we got back to our regional uh, pro am series. We did Ukiah, and then we did Bend, and then we did Fernley in uh, three and four weeks. So yeah, you guys have a pretty off. good turnout there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's always it's the last three have been over twenty guys, in between twelve and fifteen women. So yeah, it's been really really cool. Um, Ukiah put up some, or Ben put up some good money, and Fernley put up some good money. Something was four thousand men, two thousand women uh, in dollars for the purse. So, nice. so yeah, we turned out some some good kids and a couple pros and some vet pros and. A lot of the hot amateurs uh, racing. It's it's good racing, man. It's it's really good. It's transitioned a bit. It's not as much you know the big name pros um, coming around because they've kind of stabilized. You know, there's good purse money again, and salaries are getting decent. So they don't got to go kind of chase these little small races. So but that, they should. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't I can't agree with that 100. Um, yeah, because it's expensive. You know, for someone, especially if you're not on the West Coast, there's not a lot of pros on the West Coast. You know. Yeah. What are you gonna fly to Bend for six hundred dollars and and make you know two thousand best case scenario if, if all goes right you know yeah um, you got to get a hotel so I mean you you know you're spending all that energy and all that money and your break even points pretty high at a at a pro am you know some pretty obscure locations so I, I don't I don't fault them for that um, and the but there's of, not high participation even in the places where they do where, where it wouldn't be that kind of cost to them because you yeah, guys do not. a you guys do a SoCal pro am also at some point um no we have we have known a long time last one we did was at bones track i think yeah and yeah no they just don't they, they've got I, i've yeah. given i've just given up on it no I, I get it. they've got their schedules they got their thing i mean I, we fought it for years and tried to you know like you know come on dude you guys and even though know, grindle's got you know like oh, i can't race a program you know it's just it's no point they've got their schedule they 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 think they know what they got going and i don't mind anymore because the the kids that are doing it it's that 16 to 20 you know amateur and, and newer newer pro and they've yeah. embraced it and they're showing up and they're putting on a good show so um we just kind of embrace it as well you know if they're yeah. they're down to enjoy and participate that's great there's not a lot of you know what do you want to call top pros around anymore yeah. i mean 
and the most of them were in the, on the floor today. And so it yeah. just is what it is. And and yeah. we kind of accepted that. And it's 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 fun still. It's, it's been a good time. I've enjoyed yeah. it. So yeah, we did those races. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what we've been, what we've been up to is now we're full summer tour. So yeah, what's uh, are you Reno got, next week? The Reno you, kickback. That's right. Yeah, Reno. The, Re, Reno reboot. <laughs> that's the uh, that is the first time Reno's been back since I think I think I went to the last Reno that was like in September a couple of years ago. Oh, and uh, yeah, no, it was a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah, <laughs> when I mean a couple, years. I mean yeah, like, I yeah, like five or six years. It's, it's been a while. But, yeah, that's an awesome event. It's a great, great location, and yeah, know, we're cool. Uh, so we're real curious to see what the turnout's going to be because summer Vegas is like a destination place. It's a destination event. You know, people go to Vegas to go on vacation. So I don't know that Reno can kind of hold that down, but, um, yeah. but it's, it's going to get a lot more NorCal involved and NorCal scene is huge. I mean, it's, some, you know, I, I would beg, you know, I'd say it's probably one of the biggest scenes in the nation, you know, just as of last year before Powell went down, we had the number one and number two track. So that's, that's some big yeah. numbers. So that'll, yeah. I mean, a lot of those people went to Vegas, but, you know, we're looking at a lot of the experts and stuff went to Vegas. Now we're going to get like now I'm intermediate NorCal yeah. um, over yeah, Reno. It's way so, more affordable to go to Reno. Yeah, it it's going to be, go to uh, it could be huge. Um, yeah. I hope it is, you know, financially, <laughs> it'd be good for us. If there's a lot I of feel people like buying stuff. After the Vegas F1 race, uh, I feel like Vegas is never going to recover on hotel prices. Like, <laughs> <Everybody's gonna> stay, <laughs> it's like they, they had to spend that 240 million to build the paddock and they're just going to, oh, they're going to pay that insane. shit back. It's have you seen crazy. the pictures oh, we'll talk about it. yeah we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it but, um yeah no that's awesome uh you know yeah. kind of makes me wishing i was back out on tour to go to places like that like yeah it's yeah. always a good time yeah so uh, it'll be fun i'm excited looking forward to it nice so, yeah i yeah. have uh in a couple of weeks like we're we're ramping up now to get ready for it but uh it's like in five weeks from now we have our local national at uh uh on cape cod so that's cool it hasn't been here for like 10 years so um that should be really cool uh, that's they, the name of the city is it cape cod is the city no 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 name of the city sandwich but cape cod is the everything over the bridge in massachusetts it's the arm of massachusetts okay so um it's like a that. vacation destination so although i will advise anyone listening to this podcast who's going to that race get to the track early there is crazy <laughs> traffic to get onto the cape in the summertime and traffic can be backed up for hours sometimes so make sure you get up early get to the track early and hang out because you do not want to get caught uh in traffic out there so it's right at the start of that peninsula or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah literally the track is like right over the bridge um okay. and i live just before the bridges so sagamore bridge Yep, born in Sagamore. <laughs> you were? Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I live. Uh, I live before that. Awesome. A little bit before. I've never, so. you know, I've never spent any time over there on the East Coast in any of that area. Yeah, it's pretty cool. New York, Philly. I've never been, it's, and I'll be, I mean, I've traveled so much. I've never been to DC. Yeah, New York, Connecticut. You kind of have to come out here for, you know, if you come out here, it's usually for like a reason, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, so, maybe, but you come out for a vacation, but yeah. Yeah, That's no, cool. it should be uh, should be pretty cool. We're uh, going to be at the race, fully set up. We're stocking up now for everything, and uh, cool. I'm, I'm planning. Uh, hopefully, we'll record again, like maybe right before that race, and uh, planning on doing a product release during that podcast. So. Oh, it's getting closer. That big yeah, product release, is. everybody. 
been doing uh and it's it's just been a shit ton of work so that's good transition into the business section of the podcast yeah um with everything that we got going on here um i sent you video earlier we are yeah that was cool. intern our engineering intern is back and lucky I uh, decided to have him just continue on working on that automated gripper project for gear manufacturing. And because I bought a new machine for that project specifically, and also to upgrade one of my old ones, um, he started all of the work on transitioning all of that prototype hardware and putting it on the new machine. And actually today just got everything done and it's reliably picking up and placing plates we can, we, we, I guess we, you know, you don't know how everything's going to work until you build it and like actually implement it. And yeah, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to get maybe more than maybe 15 plates at a time in the machine, but yeah. that's still a pretty, I, I think there's some tricks we can pull to get maybe another five or 10 out of it, yeah. but um, it's still pretty good for us to be able, we will be able to very shortly load 15 plates and have an assortment of different sizes um, and, and just have that machine run unattended. It'll just That's pick awesome. stuff up, put it down, clamp it, machine it, pick it up, put it in that finished bin and keep on going with what, it. Um, so you, you know, you do different processes in different machines, whereas we do it all one, you know, fixture, yeah. one picture, yeah. flip it, flip it, flip it. A new piece comes out every time. Yeah. So what, what, um, what process or what, what's, what's finished, what's being done on that machine with that unit? Like, so, I mean, is it the centers cut out, the teeth cut out or just hold like, what's it's the, pretty what much everything. It's pretty much everything on one side of the gear, except for cutting out the backside to, to get the stock off of it. Right. So right. where we're, the gear is like literally 98% done okay. when it comes cool. out of there. And what's your so, runtime on that? Uh, depends on, I mean, this machine is, has 20,000 RPM spindle. Like we're gonna, we're, we're really going to see 12 minutes. Um, give it to if that, Oh no, no, oh, no, no. Yeah. I'm thinking 12, oh, 12 minutes are, are completed finished gear. So yeah. Yeah. No, we, we, we were that, that, six uh, probably on, Five, six minutes. on four bolt non-threaded gears. I think right now we were in the range of like four or five minutes. Yeah. And I think we're going to be cutting that down to like two and a half, three minutes. Yeah, so on, you drop minute, minute and a half at least. Yeah, yeah on threaded <sighs> gears, those take a lot longer. So those could be anywhere from like 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the size. Yeah. There's a lot more stuff to, to happen. And I know we, we did some preliminary tests running at 20,000 RPM when I first got this machine. And I saw those numbers go down to like eight minutes, seven minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we can really cut a lot out. But a, a lot of it also is going to be how the new tool paths get programmed because now uh, what has prevented me from wanting to do this in the past is the enormous amount of programming that I've done up into this time period right, right. because of decimal we have for the step one process of machining, we have close to 600 programs. So <laughs> insane. but the way that we're going to do it now in something I've been teaching myself a lot is macro programming. So you know, let's say for instance, the 44 series of gears, 43, seven, eight, nine, zero, one, two, those all have the same exact center cutouts for the teardrops, the center, right. the four hole locations. Uh, those are common amongst all four bolt non-threaded, right? You can cut all that stuff out and make it separate programs that then you just make a call to. Yeah. And now you program once, but you use it six times right. or, the 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 four chain ring bolt hole locations you program that once and you call it 
yeah, you, you know, a hundred times yeah. or you know, it however P? many is it programs. Still a P on, on the newer machines? I know ours was like yeah, a it P. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so and then there's like a repeat function and all that kind of right. stuff. So this is something new for me because I never programmed like that before, and yeah. it's going to require like a lot of testing and stuff. But once we have like a basic framework done. I should be able to make programs a lot faster. Right. Because all I'll really need to do. Pieces, yeah. yeah, I'll just need to do the tooth cuts, really. Yeah, and so then you're not, like, not carrying the whole thing. Yeah, for exactly. One unit, exactly. Call up all these macros. Yeah. The only thing different is the teeth pattern. So you're only programming teeth for the most part. Yeah. So well, when I make a 44.2, I'm going to be able to use that for four bolt non-threaded, four bolt threaded, 19 millimeter, five bolt. Yeah. You know, I could yeah, I could just, call the same macro, a different across macro everything. Yeah. So it's a lot of programming, but it'll be so much easier once you're yeah. Some... And it's so it's awesome that he's been kicking ass and he just you know, like he's had very little time to make this transition over from the uh prototype machine to the real deal machine. And he got everything working today. And I'm like, all right, you're gonna be programming next. So I'm literally <laughs> gonna put him on That's awesome. the the baseline generic programming and right. have him do all of like the common centers right. for all the different sizes and have yeah, him do the cool. tooth cuts and stuff like that. And uh, I'll probably have him play around with different strategies to see like different tool paths to see what's faster versus doing some other stuff. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's very exciting because um, that's going to definitely relieve the operator in that area for a good, like, two to three hours possibly yeah. um, where they could just load up, write the macro and then just turn around and handle yeah. other stuff. Get back to another machine or whatever you're doing. Yeah. It's yeah, always nice yeah. to be able to maximize the human. human yeah, usage. for sure. So that's really cool. Um, he's pretty much single-handedly taking care of all that. I've been doing macro programming uh, on a lot of other things with this new part line I'm making and kind of following the same methodology of being able to um, make calls to different work offsets and make different parts and rearrange things and 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 really have a system that's very robust and uh, it just it's just trying to break bad habits or old habits and uh, learn something new like this has been it's taken a little longer than than I've wanted but I'm also going about it kind of slow and just make sure I yeah. get things right. Um, along with that, like I, I kind of got sidetracked a little bit and I started really messing around with that, uh, CAD package that I have and actually built a, cause I didn't, I, I, I was using a different CAD package when I made all the decimal gearing and I had to make some sizes that we hadn't cut, um, before recently, like something, some oddball, like, um, weird decimal size that no one like ever ordered, but I, all of a sudden I got an order for it. So I got to make yeah. it. Um, so I decided to sit down and over the course of a couple of days, I made one file that, uh, I could just literally type a number and it generates everything. It generates the model. It generates all of the, the, the cam I need and it, it generates the engraving programs. Nice. Um, it does everything just by changing like a number so I can literally huh. type any number and it will automatically adjust, make everything. But it took That's a couple cool. of days to make a model like that correct that that wasn't right, crashing right. all the time. Uh, <laughs> so good. yeah, I, I crashed mine last night. I'll, I'll you crashed your machine. Later. Yeah, well, it, it didn't crash, but I mean, it kind of, you know, it. I don't know if I picked up, I picked picked up the Y web wrong or something because it 
drilled holes into the fixture, drilled and threaded my fixture. Instead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. No, I don't use that machine very often. And, uh, my, I was talking to my guy, I was like, yeah, so I just, why went for that? And then uh, the bore, you know, pick up the bore for that. Yep, yep, yep. And I thought I did it right, but I, got, I haven't looked at it yet again today. But uh. I'll go back because he's, he's reviewing the programs. He's like, I think you picked it. It sounds like you did it right. Let me look at the programs. He just rewrote some programs because we brought a, a probe in a couple times now on the stem because we were having some chamfer, like, getting all kind of wonky so he's like well let me just i'm just gonna probe it you know yeah. probe it we know it's we know it's centered and then you'll be you'll be set and it'll slow it down a little bit but you know we're not we don't need to be speed demons so i'm like all right well, let's do that so i was proving out that new program last night and yeah i did something wrong so i yeah. to figure that figure that out after this <laughs> just be careful with your probing uh because make uh an incorrect uh code change using a probe and it's a yeah. five thousand dollar mistake yeah right so that thing goes <laughs> crashes yeah. and breaks yeah i'm not stoked <laughs> and i was sitting there too i bet it sucks i always tell my guys like you know don't be on the phone when you're watching or usually when you're loading or whatever they'll they'll you know be cranking something down with a phone there i'm like dude don't when you're in the yeah trailer. yeah yeah so i was talking to my designer last night and it, it well, watched the program run but it it was a drill you know drill tap thing so it drilled the hole so i mean i didn't even the screen was, you know, it was, uh, yeah, coolant in the way. So I was just kind of glancing in, didn't hear anything weird, but it had drilled into the fixture and tapped the fixture. Oh, I mean, maybe sucks, something for tap. But yeah, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it did any damage where they can just, you know, file off the edges and call it good. We'll sucks see. when that <laughs> happens. It was yeah. funny. Uh, yesterday, this kid, Cam, he tells me, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm done. Like, come check it out. I'm like, all right, cool, because I'm good at breaking shit. So. I go out there <laughs> and I'm like, well, did you test like all of the movement? And he's like, no, not really. And I'm like, but did you test also like tool changing for the different tools that I have? He's like, no. And uh, we, I, I start doing some tool changes and my biggest tool that I have in there, which is pretty much like the maximum you could put in that DT is my chip fan. So uh -huh. it, it, it sticks out like a solid, like eight inches from the tool holder. <laughs> um, and uh, in that video, if you look at it, there's these four 3D printed arms that act as like a, a basket to hold the plates. Oh, right. And we had some that were really, really long. They were 10 inches high because I wanted like 40 plate capacity. Right. So we were testing if anything was going to hit it. And yeah. the first tool change, the fan grabbed it and went around the front of the basket and everything was fine. And I, and I didn't do it slow, which was my mistake. I, I did it like full speed, which is super yeah. fast because it does tool changes in like under a second. Right. And then I went to go tool change again. And then when it does the second tool change, it takes it and sweeps behind uh -huh. and it went straight through the basket. There was luckily <laughs> no plates inside of it. It hit one of those 3D printed uh, arms and just snapped it off and went flying into the machine. And I'm oh, like, geez. yeah, this is a problem. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we went back to an older design that was only about four inches tall. And that's, uh, that's why I said, you know, we're only able right now uh, to do about to 15 do plates stacked up. Right, right. But um, yeah, it's just, you've got to test everything with this stuff. No, totally. And uh or else you're gonna have like a really bad day when yeah, it's well, something you expensive, yep. you know. <laughs> like I did not want that to happen with my probe. Like have the probe come down and sweep across and then snap the tip off, and uh, it'd just be a bad day. But um, what else is going on at, at your place? Uh, um, we've got uh, so you had, uh, paint, the bars. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have a Sylvain bar. We've they've been, they've 
done pretty well, getting pretty popular. We're asking people are asking for uh, new sizes, so we actually just got drawings finished for a seven point five signed off on. I'm going to sample that. Uh, frames are at Paint and Graphics, so those are moving along. Um, hopefully, hopefully we finish. They're talking mid July, so hopefully they stay on track with that painting. The frame stuff is like most people. Already have they, frames. What are you talking about? Like a new run, we're out. Oh, we've been out, oh we've been I out, see. We've been out I for see. a while, so our new run of frames, like everybody's been waiting for them. And I mean, like it's the anticipate. We've sold. I mean, I think it, this one, this run is, I think it's nine hundred total, and they're coming in two batches, like a six hundred and a three hundred or something like that. Um, I think we're already pre-sold kind of over half of them between distributors wow. and people here so that's, that's awesome. like with, that's with no release that's just if, if people in the know i think there's 80 or 90 i can't remember 60 or, i don't even know 60 70 like that are on like the, the list of retail and then the distributors we, we did it we haven't done a pre we've never done a pre-sale or let distributors go you know order with us like hey you know we're gonna make a run what do you want so normally we just bring them in and just sell them off but that's just been that just hasn't been working because we get, we get them in and they want, you know, we can sell them all retail. So the distros are like, well, dude, you know, what about us? And we're like, well, we can sell them all for retail. We make you know, five times the money, you know, just distro pricing, you know, we're selling overseas. We make almost nothing. It's crazy. Like, because they've yeah. got deal you know, duties and shipping and yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all their costs and they're selling a dealer. So I mean, literally make, I mean, I can make more on a handlebar. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah um, exactly. Which so sucks. Of, you know. it, it, yeah. So it's just part of it, but you know, we kind of basically just have to say, you know, the stuff overseas, we're not going to make a lot of money on, but we're going to, you know, it just works on our global branding, um, you know, down the road, maybe somehow we'll, we'll make more out of it, but now we just got to, we just got to supply it. We got to supply the need. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. That's finally done. A bunch of new colors. Uh, we have bars. Other than that, nothing new on the horizon just kind of business as usual and then summer we're so consumed with travel that we don't really yeah do a lot um besides travel get back recover reload head back out so yeah. so if, I mean, if that uh, new run of frames is in paint and graphics right now is that like still like a 90-day transit time for uh, like was, the major yeah, yeah, delivery yeah, so yeah, like you're looking can... like maybe grands again no 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 if it's if they finish up in july they so, so say they're done by like the fifteenth. Maybe they could be if they're done packaged, all that stuff. Which you know, we'll just we'll just call the fifteenth. They could be on a boat by the thirtieth. You know, uh, first week of August at the latest, and then you're looking at a three week transit. If everything went perfectly, end of August. Um, so yeah, we're at like the six week mark. But we start. Some people don't air them in. It's so like in two weeks. So they're like, no, just air ours in. It's you know, eighty to one hundred twenty bucks a bike, depending on. I, I don't know right now. I haven't aired a frame in a year so um some people air me so we'll air in a bunch you know the pre-orders like hey you want pre-order air pre-order c some people don't want to wait the three to six weeks because it can be three it can be four yeah gets caught in customs gets needs x-ray you know next thing you're not two weeks later so um so yeah they'll be they'll be ready to ready to start moving i'd say hopefully in a couple weeks that's good but they said that's the only thing that isn't almost spot on like you know handlebar order like they give it to you it's up six months it's six months like four months it's four months like almost to the day like hey your shipment's ready you know you get on your your purchase order frames have never for us have never gone that smooth it's just there's so <laughs> much procedure man and yeah so many so many different hands they get passed around to you know the tubing comes from china and taiwan and then it then it gets you know goes in the welder and then it 
or the preprocessor, then it gets welded. And, and then heat it goes treat. to paint. Yeah, yeah. Then it goes yeah. to paint. Yeah, then it goes to heat treat, which is not usually in the same building. So you, especially as smaller people, and us being smaller, you know, people making less than a thousand frames a year. You know, even probably less than two thousand frames a year. You're you're using smaller outfits that don't have everything in house. Yeah. So you know, the like I I've, I've been to most most of the places that touch our 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 product. I've been there. So like our frame builder, they don't have a heat treater. You know, so they all get piled up, go to the heat treater, and then they come back and they put them on the jigs and fucking literally hammer them back into shape or you know whatever because heat treating you get some warp. And then they go to a paint factory and the paint factory paints them and puts graphics on them. And then, but the paint factory doesn't package. Not, not all of them. Some do, but some don't package. So then they get, they stack back into boxes, go on a little truck down the street to the boxing place and they bag them and box them. I mean, it's crazy how many, how much they move around. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. You know, they go to five different places. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what the fuck? but you know, handlebar, um, it, they, they make the handlebar. Then they go down the street, they get powder coated. And the powder or not powder, but liquid painted, you know, liquid or powder, whatever you're doing, but it's using liquid in Taiwan. They can use some little less EPA friendly stuff there. <laughs> so, you ever, uh, I mean, I know you, you, haven't, you haven't been doing frames for super long, but uh, do you have you ever had, or do you think that there's a day where you get these boxes back and and just randomly in one of them is somebody else's design inside <laughs> of it? <laughs> uh, well, we've done. We've done. Uh, I mean, we've, we're at seven years. Seven years for rifts. I mean, we've got. We've done a few. We've never had a frame, but I've had other stuff like that. I, I can't remember what, um, but definitely have had other product come in our, or or packaging's wrong. <laughs> you know, like we get our tangent chainring bolts, but it's got a bombshell header card. We've had. You know, I, that's not the exact reference, but yeah, we've yeah, had yeah, that. Yeah. We've had some mismatched stuff, but no, never with the frames. That'd be a pretty big screw up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i know uh, our builder does build funny. one i think they i know they used to for sure build one of our competitors brands i don't know if they do anymore but uh so i have seen you know competitive product in uh in some of the factories but the same thing is we're, we're all smaller so we got to use these smaller outfits and there's yeah. not a lot of small outfits so yeah you know you roll into these smaller outfits that'll do you know say even handlebar you know a thousand handlebars you know oh yeah they make this one and this one i think our handlebar maker makes at least two of our competitors um, off and on, but we all, we all have multiple resources as well too. Cause sometimes like, Oh man, there's six, seven months out. We're like, okay, well let's check, you know, vendor B. Yeah. Like, hey, they can do it with three. It's like, okay, go with them. Depending on if it's a not quality needed product, you know, like you know, a chain ring bolt or something. So well, these guys are backed up. Let's use these guys. So there's different stuff. Most of our stuff comes out of the same place consistently, but once in a while I might have to change. So yeah, probably a good idea to have backup on yeah just in that case. kind of stuff just in case yeah so. nowadays everything seems back to normal uh we're just going to place on like another handlebar order and it's it's three months out so that's standard what it used to be back in the day but yeah. the order before that took 12 months you know was, uh, after COVID. like i know for a while like during covid and after covid like shipping prices were like outrageous have those relaxed yeah. um we're just starting to yeah i haven't shipped anything in a while so oh, okay. we're just getting we're actually getting shipping quotes literally the last couple of days yeah for okay. the frame so i'll know more once i start trying to do some comparison yeah but i as of right now i know it came back down it's, it's yeah. definitely back down it was back down but what it was before i'm not sure and honestly i didn't I've never even like wrote. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. I'd have to ask them. Hey, what was the pricing then versus now? I just ask my shipping yeah. agent. But I don't personally don't know. I, don't I, I uh, just bought some more aluminum, some quarter inch that uh, uh, the vendor that I was using tried jacking up prices again, and and literally, no. literally, no, no. a vendor in Connecticut was trying to charge me. 
um, almost 20% more than what I eventually bought came out of California. Wow. I bought, and, and, and I had, I like, I had run out. So I yeah. ended up buying about $5,000 worth out of Connecticut just to get some stuff and get it going. Right, and I recently bought 15 grand worth of stuff from California. Who'd to you get more here in California? Uh, I forget what the name of it is. I can send it to you. Castle? No, it wasn't Castle. No. no. I, I, so I've had Castle or Ryer, uh, Ryerson. I've never used Castle yet, but they're, they're the only one that make bar. We get ready to make our uh, our bigger size cranks. They're 775. There's only ones that we found so far that have that bar. Oh, really? It's like Coast doesn't have it. Ryerson doesn't have it. No, we have Castle a lot of uh, options for like bar stock like that around yeah. here. So yeah. uh, that 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 kind of stuff I've never had any issues with. But this like plate. sheet and plate material, man, it's just wild how much it is. I think we Coast for plate here, but they don't do 775. <laughs> yeah, and that's part of the problem is like if you're trying yeah, to find that, there's plate. very, very little, very, very little resources or, yeah. or very, very little availability, I guess. So yeah. yeah, I had to go through that recently, but luckily I was able to just call around and then I just got to make big purchases and that's yeah. it. And just buy a get lot. The, get the price down. Yeah. Get like yeah, six ship, months shipping across, shipping across the country versus across the freeway. They always price it in. It's always the same. Like it, oh, it like, okay. doesn't matter. Like it okay. was literally, okay. like I said, it was literally cheaper to get $15,000 worth from California than it was to get it from Connecticut. That's I could have drove to Connecticut and go pick them up the same day if right, I really right. wanted to. You know? <laughs> but it's just so stupid. Back in the early days, you had to do shit like that. It's like, dude, we got to go get it now, man. We we can't afford the shipping. Let's just, you know, because stock <laughs> yeah. it on the road has a lot of metal. And we just drive our asses down there. Save for me, it up. was just like lead time. Like, yeah. you know, what do you mean you're you're backed up for three weeks? Like, right. you're, like their saw is backed up for three weeks. Right. It's yeah. Like, no. Can I just show up and get it? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. And I've, I've done that <laughs> definitely in the past. Right. But. We've got a, we just got a, a like 400 sheets in. And they cut it in three days. We've never, it's never, ever been that quick. So like, they must be fucking slow because normally it's two weeks minimum just because the, the saw. And I, I was like, shit, we're going to run out. So I told Kyle, like, yeah, just focus on some other things, you know, like get, make sure the shipping right. You know, don't worry about the machine or just, you can run it slower. I won't, you know, sit there and crack a whip or anything. Yeah. Just go ahead and run it, run a little slower. Cause ours, you got to attend it. You know, you can't really walk away too long. And then I got the quote back. I'm like, dude, it says, in three days there's no way it showed up i thought it's a typo or something yeah maybe it's starting to happen like like these guys were charging through the roof and then people stop buying stuff and they're like yeah they're gonna keep on charging the it's honestly the only way it's like they're gonna milk any situation any crisis right. as much as they can until their business drops off to the point of like death right and then they'll want to unload everything yeah they're like, oh wait, wait okay when, our bad let us let us sharpen our pencils. Yeah. <laughs> when that kind of stuff happens, that's when we need to be smart enough to say, right. okay, now that the price yeah. is down, now I'm gonna stock up. Yeah, now you it's know? a chase. Now it's a chase to get your customer back. Actually, Ryerson just called today. Hey, how's all your pricing? You know, we, you know, what if we get in on your business? So now now they're like trying to fight each other to get back down low. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. For sure. Yeah. But all right, well. I think it's a good time. We're pretty far in here. We can start talking yeah. about some F1. Um, you F1. know, there's been a bunch Man, of, uh, so much in F1. I think there's been about three, uh, two to three races that have happened. Uh, the Spanish Grand Prix, the Canadian Grand Prix, and this weekend is the Austrian Grand Prix. Austrian, yeah. Um, Max is just dominating. 
Uh, like nobody slayer. has an answer for this guy, but I'm excited to see him. I think he's really going to break a lot of records this year. Uh, he's killing it. He's been leading every single lap since Miami. And apparently, I think this weekend he can break Ayrton Senna's consecutive laps led. Uh, like, oh, really? like, like there's two guys, I think. I think it's Ayrton Senna and Fangio. And those two guys are at the top right now for the maximum number of laps led. And I think Max can pass Ayrton Senna this weekend. And um, and then I don't know how many it takes to get the Fangio. Um, but uh, Fangio was a Ferrari driver in like the 50s, I think. Yeah, won, I've, like, I've seen just because I watched so much crap now. I, I know. Yeah, I, can, I, know I, I think he, he won. He wrote, he drove those like rocket looking uh, <laughs> cars with the little yeah. tiny skinny wheels that yeah. were just like they look super scary. But um, I just yeah. know if I can, I can kind of picture his face from stories and yeah, and stuff. like leather helmet with goggles <laughs> and like a <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like a awesome. scarf. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, I'm a. Oh, good. No, go ahead. I'm I'm coming around to Max. I mean, Max is dominating for sure, and I'm. I, he's never been my favorite. I mean, he's a great racer, hands down, badass. Yeah. But uh, the more I follow, and I've followed a couple of his fan sites um, that have a lot. Is he doesn't post nearly as much, or his team? He's got yeah. Some there's someone that has a lot of access to his behind the scenes crap. So I don't know which which uh, IG it is, but they've got a lot of his crap that he releases i don't know where or how because it doesn't you know he doesn't put any of that stuff up but there's a lot yeah. of stuff up so uh he, he's got such a weird demeanor and, and, and he's, he's such a cocky and always fucking whining and bitching you know they're just fighting mercedes so much over in the last couple of years of their dominance and just he was easy to not like he's like a prick but yeah. now that he's winning his, his personality has changed a bit and He's got. I mean, he's still dry and, and harsh, you know, brash. But but I've come around to him. I I, I tend to like him a little more. He's he's got like a little his sense of humor is a little bit more understandable and cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, now you got uh, Lewis on the other end whining, being a little bitch. I mean, he's always whining no matter what. But now it's yeah. like now he's like you know, cars should be allowed to dominate. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You can't just do that. For well, I think the difference is, is all of a sudden you, you don't want you. This, it needs to be a rule. Like it, it, it's mind blowing the role reversal that he's like so anti the shit yeah. that he just did for seven years. It yeah. It's me away. total hypocrite. But um, I think the big difference is, is that the Red Bull car in the past was just good enough that a driver with he Max's could make abilities, it. he could yeah. push it beyond right. and take chances. And he took a lot of chances that pissed a lot of people off because it was like bump and run situations. Like, but right. that's how he had to do it to try to win. And he did win. He could win in that kind of a car. And now you see Mercedes and I would say that they have a car that's probably pace wise is similar to like the old Red Bulls yeah. and Lewis and George Russell can't do it. No, you know, and it's well, just yeah. Like, Lewis is getting older. So, I mean, I'm sure his living on the edge is, is gone away and George is, it must not be as good as Lewis. I mean, just going by the, you know, record single lap speed, shit like that. Um, and then, yeah. And the bulls, the bulls too, Max is so far out. If the Red Bulls are the same, compare them to compare Max and Checo to uh, Lewis and Valtteri. Lewis and Valtteri, they were one, two, one, three, one, two, two, three. I mean, yeah, every fucking race, yeah, in equal equipment. So they're yeah. similar. I mean, Lewis is obviously better. He won more of them, and Lewis just, I mean, he's better. Yeah. Um, and then, but then you look at Checo. Checo can get the job done, but not 
not every time. And now he's fully, fully choking. He's got to be perfect. And everything's got to be perfect. Where Max is still just like, you know, engine mode two, if number one's the, the hot passes. <laughs> and he's still waxing these motherfuckers in the same equipment. Yeah. Waxing Checo in the same equipment. Yeah. That didn't happen to Mercedes. I, I mean, Botas was never far away. Yeah. Ever. You know, yeah. so that's that's the same equipment type race racer racer equipment one two two three and it's not it's not been the case with uh max and checo after the first couple races um, yeah. yeah so and then i yeah, i don't know if, like he's fully choking now i mean just he's sick he's sick right now so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt because we're not making it out of q1 but well probably you know Q2. possibly you know signing daniel ricardo as the backup driver might be weighing on his mind and he's probably could. he's probably putting too much pressure on himself yeah, because he's thinking to himself, like, man, if I don't do good, they're gonna have an excuse to replace me. Because right. nobody even knew who the uh, who the reserve driver was for Red Bull last year. Like nobody could tell you. Would they have one? <laughs> <laughs> they have to, but <laughs> no, I know, I know. It, was a, it was a joke. That's like how bad. I have no clue. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just kind of crazy, and uh, I'm sure. Who it's, was it? I don't even you know, know who it was last yeah. year. I know the year before okay, it was Alex Albon. Oh, okay, but because he was driving. He was not. No. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because he, he was the you're one right. doing all the sim work yeah. and doing the setup work over, like the Abu Dhabi race that yeah. um, was controversial. Apparently, he drove the sim like all night to do changes in the setup and stuff and tweaks that right. they would be able to do during race day or for qualifying or whatever it was. Whenever mm. they were allowed to do it. Whole so. other subject, but or like tangent, but. <sighs> The sim work, how is that? That translates that good to reality. Yeah, blows blows my mind. Yeah, like we'll just leave it at that. But that's mind blowing. That sim can be that accurate. Yeah, in real world situation. But anyways, it's crazy. Like, um, there's an there's a good um, it's it's on the Red Bull channel, and there's an interview with that uh, Hannah chick, the strategy. The, the they're uh-huh. always like trying to highlight her because of like yeah. women in STEM and this. And yeah. That. yeah. Uh, but she's the chief strategist for Red Bull. They interview her and a woman who's an aerodynamicist and a woman who works in the SIM department. And this lady from the SIM department is talking about how, because they already have a SIM ready for the Vegas track, uh-huh. but it's like, how did they get that? Right. So how do you have that data? Like they literally went to Vegas and they used like 3d mapping technology to get every contour of the road and the elevation changes. And then they'll do shit where they'll get like surface roughness tests and like friction tests. I think I saw them doing a surface test. Yeah. uh, So they can put all that stuff into their uh, physics model on the simulation. And then it's just cool. Like that's, fucking mind-blowing dude like it's it's, it it literally like it i'm like still sitting here going fucking bullshit that's why (laughs) that's why this is so awesome like this is like the greatest sport ever because tech is like insane highest level of like engineering and in sports combined yeah you know like it's just wild so um yeah back to checo those guys the the mental weight on some of these guys i mean just right now this season nick devries logan Sargent. Perez, I, yeah. I, can't, I mean, just besides being on the limit, the mental stress has to be so high, and and the they don't they air out their laundry like every day, you know, like <laughs> Helmet Marco coming out saying, "Yeah, well, Horner didn't want to DeVries. Yeah, I mean, what <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Like, why do you, why would you say that? I mean, that's gotta that's gotta be painful, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you gotta be just 
skin leathered up. I mean, it, yeah, it, because Marco is an old school dude. He's like, he yeah. probably feels like it'll be motivation. Like, yeah. and if you can't take yeah. that as motivation and get better, they don't yeah. want you on that team. They're going right. to put fucking yeah. Danny Recorder, uh, Danny so Ricardo in that seat. So that was the, that was a big news this last week. I mean, a ton of, ton of, uh, social media on that helmet Marco comment. And then I actually, so I was like, you know, sometimes I like, is it really, it's just a comment and make believe. Well, I said, I think I sent you the actual him saying it in yeah. his own damn out yeah. of his head. And what Nick DeVries qualify at 20th. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You're fucking done. Yeah. I'm, I'm at a point where it's like, I feel for these guys. Like Nick DeVries has been racing for a long time. He got the opportunity you got the opportunity. We're almost halfway through the season. You've squandered it a little bit. Let's make shit interesting. Put Danny in that seat. Let's make yeah. fucking. Let's go. Let's yeah, get, go. Get rid, I'd say get rid of him. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say it, Logan. Sorry, but he's a rookie. Make him the him reserve driver. What's that? You know, make him the Who, reserve driver. Devries. Yeah. yeah, and <laughs> and let's go. I want to yeah. see Danny back on the track. And yeah, I, Danny over better now for sure. He better fucking rip, he better, dude. <laughs> he better not let Yuki Sonoda yeah. beat him. You yeah. know, y- Yuki didn't make it out either. Yuki's on. Uh, Yuki got 16. So the Alphas didn't do have a great day today. Yeah. If we're just talking about today's race, Nick DeVries has sucked pretty much every weekend. But um, yeah, Yuki at 16 and DeVries on 20. So Alpha just wasn't doing. They didn't do well anyway, but just Nick is, man, he's the brunt of a lot of social right now. And that's just difficult shit. So yeah, for sure. Do we have. I'm looking at my cameras. We have one, two, three people in here right now. Like not our staff. Oh. But my, my door is shut, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Max Domination, uh, poor old Nick. Uh, how about the Haas kids, man? Fucking Hulkenberg Nico. keeps on it's performing, just, man. He's... Nico's single lap speed is fucking out of control. My phone's gonna die. I'm about to move this. Yeah, he definitely uh Hulkenberg for sure. Uh, was a good pickup, and he's definitely driving the wheels off that car to to make it in. Seems like every single week, but Haas yes. got to figure out their race pace. Yeah, their because, race pace is not happening. Uh, the Canadian race, where I think Hulkenberg was like fourth or fifth uh, to start, like he ju- just yeah, kept just, on like going down the order, and I'm yeah, like, what yeah, they, the hell? They've got going no on? race pace. Anyway, uh, he obviously can drive the car. Yeah. Um, so yeah, their race pace is bad. I think they're talking, you know, they're just bad tire day and just, just the way the car is. So that's just car handling. What was yeah. the news? Like Haas was talking to somebody, weren't they about, uh, a new sponsorship? I thought it was like an engine manufacturer. Um, that I'm not sure. I know alpha stock, but not, not alpha, but, uh, yeah, alpha, alpha Tari. They're, uh, they're not gonna be alpha Tari next year. I've heard that. Yeah. And then you know that uh what you call it's dropping their name. Um Alpha Romeo. But Alpha Romeo's dropping their name at the end of the year until they are they they're Acura? Are they gonna be the Acura team? Or? No, Audi, I think. Audi, that's I'm sorry. Audi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Audi Acura. But, they keep uh, on so seeing rumors. The, I don't think it's true, but they keep on saying like Sebastian Vettel's gonna come back for that. But oh no, I'm I not sure. That one. Yeah. yeah, I don't know there. But um, so yeah, so what do we got? Spanish GP. Well, that was prior races. Like, yeah, you know, so I, I was not a ton this. going on. I mean, yeah. it's a little disappointing to see Alonso not uh, living up since like the Spanish GP pretty much like right. he hasn't been doing too, too much. But um, not too bad. 
And then so because it was Sony's really kinda... good, all of the back and forth and like him being funny and, and like yeah. oh, dude, him he... saying, Oh, we need Max to help us. And Max is like, Well, I really like Alonzo, but I'd like, um, I'd like to I like win, to win too. I like to win too. <laughs> <laughs> um and then so the other big the other big one on the on the the wire is uh uh lance and his dad like how long is his dad gonna keep him around because he's just been under i mean he's getting chopped in half by and that that's a dead concept i don't yeah. think i so long as his dad owns that team lance is gonna drive unless he's but, hurt but so but lance, but then you know they're just saying that lawrence is a hungry man like he wants to win championships and they're not gonna win a championship with his son so you know he is a cutthroat businessman like i want I, i'm dropping this hundred million fucking dollars hundreds of millions of dollars i want to win you can't win with your kid. Like, I mean, that. so, so I like, would be impressed that's, if he does that's that, why, he'll have that's my why respect. The, Cause right that's now why it's just it's like such a, a big dude. buzz because yeah. now they're like, cause Alonzo's like, we can, we can fight for a title. We can fight for a top three, but not with your kid. So <laughs> before when they're mid packing it, that's great. Fine. And Danny, you know, we're not quite there yet, but now imagine if there's two, two Fernandos, I mean, they'd be in second, they're gonna be like they'd be right yeah. there. So now, now yeah. you're pushing a different kind of button on Lawrence. Is like now you're now you're talking about that championship you wanted. Yeah, we, they, we know what you know. The the social media world doesn't see that happening with his son. So now, I mean, there has to be decisions to be made. Or there has to be talks to be done. So you know, Daddy's got to sit the little son down and and uh, it would so be funny. My my segue into that is Lance outqualified Fernando today. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so so did he get sit did he get sit down, you know, and Lance Lance came in with a 6, Fernando 7, but you know Fernando loves Lance. He might have fucking backed off just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did you, you, you see the meme? You can let off the throttle Fernando. one second and you're done. Did you see the meme uh with Fernando with a backpack and and Lance in, in the back? Lance in it? Yes, <laughs> I did. Baby so bad, dude. <laughs> so that's this week. I mean, so this week's been huge on um I mean, uh DeVries is getting beat up on the social and Lance is getting beat up on the social. So I'm curious uh how how we're uh, how we're going to perform. Yeah. yeah and we're- that being said, we should we should also mention for anybody listening that uh this weekend is a different situation because it's a sprint race. Right. So qualifying yeah. was actually today and these guys yeah. only had one practice session to get ready and now tomorrow there'll be another practice and then they're going to have a I think it's like 16 or 18 laps. Yeah, it's usually, that yeah. gets pointed out and then Sunday is another race on top of that with less points available from 1st through 10th. Um They take so points away. It's not 25 for first? It's not. No, it, it's it's cut down. Oh, because the combination, like if yeah, you yeah, win, still... if you win the sprint race and you win on Sunday, it's twenty five. But... So they they divided it down. That's weird. I mean, oh. it's the same fucking thing. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you can still leave it at twenty five. You know what I mean? Like it's tit for tat. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but they they need to do something, you know, because it's an official pointed race. So they need right. to they need to split it up. But yeah, but if they the, don't. It's still a point. It's still that. And what I'm saying is, it's still points. It doesn't matter in the end. It, it's even more pressure though, because like if you want to try to get that 25 points, yeah, you'd yeah, rather yeah. do it in one shot, not two. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so you know, if you want to try to maintain that streak, and it's like another race to try to yeah, win. It, it's just like no, I didn't even realize that that they have divvied them down, divvied yeah. them up into a few races. That definitely yeah. makes it a uh, different, different vibes. I know they're trying to. 
it's also a shorter race. It's not yeah, going to be, there's no tire the, changes. It's one tire the, change. The race, like, fuck, you know, we're racing again. Like, it's not for the same amount of points. So why buy? And they only go down to eight. So it's like some guys aren't trying. It's like, well, why kill our cars? You exactly. Know, yeah. So, so it's not making good racing. Yeah. So I, there's reliability issues, all that kind of stuff. I kind of see it from two sides. They know? cut down, I think, the number of laps also, though, on Sunday. So the cars still go the total number of laps, I believe. But so, yeah, I didn't realize it. So it's not 300 km on Sunday. I don't think so. No, I mean all the races are three, you know, three hundred k. I think it's cut up. I think it's chopped up really? into the two. Yeah, I believe so. That's weird. I see, feel like I would have realized that, but no. Well, I'm gonna have to pay attention. To I know hundred percent. The points are separated. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Um, so there's less of a consequence if you get like second uh, tomorrow during the sprint race because the point drop isn't as severe as it is right. on Sunday. Right. So, and then on Sunday, it's the same thing. So they cut that differential down too. So, huh. but yeah, how do you, it's just like, different strategies and stuff. How do you so. like sprint for weekends? I like it. I think it's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's good for like, for a fan, like there's more action. Like today, you know, we had qualifying fucking a, not just two rounds of practice tomorrow. Yeah, I got thrown know. off for a second. Cause I was at Staples and yeah. I got the notification. And it was like, dude, dude, uh, qualifying starts in one minute. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I gotta get back. <laughs> well, that's you what I was saying. We have some good. You and we talked yesterday. I was like, well, we'll have some good F1 to talk about because the shit will have. Uh, I, I actually, I thought it'd be some practice. I, I didn't realize it was qualifying either, but we'd have yeah. some laps in. You know, we, we now it's even better. Now they're yeah. they're, they're seated. And for think Sunday. of it if you're buying tickets. Like if you're going to one of these events and you're buying a ticket for Saturday, you're not buying yeah. practice. Right. You know, you're actually buying right. a real race and then you're Spe going to watch the race on Sunday too. Spectator wise. I think it's, it's killer. Yeah. But, you know, being a manufacturer and a, a racer and, and having race teams, and it's got to like, suck and, for them. It's got to be just hell. And now obviously don't know anything about that level, but I mean, just there's, you know, they can crash the car more. They don't have time to dial the car anymore, which I actually do like because that kind of might level the playing field. If you're, if you're not as good, like yeah. Red Bull gets, you know, three practices, like fuck they're, completely dialed one yeah. practice eh, maybe not quite as dialed as you know three tweaking yeah. it tweaking it tweaking it so they got to start doing some of that in between laps and you know in between tire changes figuring stuff out so i like that part of it i've got i feel for them when you know they eat shit in a fucking sprint race and you know, they rebuild the car when when that when it never happened before you know they're not it's rare they spin and detonate their car and qualifying on well, that'll be so. ferrari ferrari will spin <laughs> off the track in, right. in the sprint race <laughs> they were fast so another, another i mean there's some good mix-ups so we're in that we're in that heart of upgrade season so yeah there's a lot of cool shit happening i mean la last weekend with albon and he had the updated williams you know to be in the top 10s that was pretty cool yeah um, alex albon heavy, did really well he got 10th today heavy updates on the ferrari and they call they just qualified second and third yep um how about lando the, the i guess heavily updated i was gonna uh, say i think McLaren. i think most improved is probably mclaren lando, because piastri lando. at times was was up there uh, also yeah piastri 13 so i mean that's but he's yep. you know he's a rookie but yeah you know, lando just laid it down he yep. fucking laid it down with a fourth so that's really cool and then um uh what else yeah the mercedes did their upgrades a couple races ago and they're gaining some consistency it seems like uh we got lewis at fifth today and russell they just said couldn't couldn't get a hold of it you know he's, yeah uh, he went out do in you YouTube, know so. um i i haven't actually followed it too much but i keep on seeing these headlines for these uh uh, Lewis Hamilton's contract demands are unreasonable. Uh, this and that. I, 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 
so sometimes I'll have the YouTube channel up on my far left screen. I've got three basically. And there, there's a bunch of those stories, but I haven't watched one yet. So, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah there's a lot of them are clickbaity. So I've been like yeah. avoiding it. But if I just um, put them on the side of the background, you know, and if it's bullshit, yeah. just leave it. But if it's like, Ooh, so yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't watched one of those on the contract yet. Cause it was, yeah, they, they're saying pretty much it was going to be a done deal last weekend or the weekend before even. And yeah, there's gotta be something of, going on because I've Nico Rosberg was uh grilling Toto Wolf at one of the races. And he said, why don't you have this deal done yet? Just go yeah. in and make the deal. Yeah, he's and, such a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and he's, he's got all the experience. I mean, he's one of, you know, he won the title with Mercedes in, in uh, 16. So he, he can put his money where his mouth is. <laughs> so crazy too. Uh, if you listen to that podcast that he did, um, the, the I've never listened podcast. to his podcast. Are they good? Uh, his podcasts are pretty good, but he did a podcast with someone else. Like someone oh, okay. was interviewing him. Right. And he talked about that championship year and like the adjustments and things that he had to change and the things that he had to do in order to beat Lewis uh -huh. um, and things that they kept secret. Like he worked personally with um, representatives, I think at Puma to develop a different glove that had seams in different places so really? that he could feel the shifting better. And they kept it a secret from Lewis and after the 16 season, then they gave that shit to Lewis. Wow. So it was just like wild stuff. And like his wife thought he was crazy because he would adjust to the time, uh, the time zone of the race he was going to like a week early. Right. So he would begin like, like, let's say he was going from like, you know, um, uh, Monaco to Singapore. He right. would start getting up in the middle of the night and have breakfast and then go work out. And he's like jogging in Monaco at, you know, whatever time of the day, yeah, three in the morning <laughs> yeah, to make, it, to make it similar to right, right. what it's going to be like when he goes to that other event. It's and tough. he, he said like, that was a big difference. It's something else that I, I had, uh, I I've replayed it for a, a couple of people especially because of the go-kart racing that I've done recently. There was a manager at the local go-kart place that tried telling me that weight doesn't matter. And I'm like, you're full of shit, oh, like physics so or physics. And he, but he <laughs> didn't want, he was trying to get me to go away. Cause I was like pushing this issue about people putting weights in their carts and stuff. And, oh God. and I wanted to know the weight breakdown of like the division one class. Right. Cause I was the heaviest guy in like the division one class right, and right. I was racing against these people who were like 120 pounds right? and they weren't <laughs> putting the 60 pound ballast in their car, which was bullshit. Right. But he tried telling me there was no difference with weight. And in this um, podcast with Nico, Hul uh, Nico Rosberg, he talks about, and, and we're in the same time period right now. He was struggling in that year to, he was like just barely beating Lewis. He was it wasn't like comfortable for him. Yeah. So, um, when he, when they went into the summer break, normally they keep up with their physical fitness and, and all this stuff yeah. and cycling was a big part of what they were doing. And he decided to do nothing and like, just totally like not put any stress on his legs at all. And he lost, I think either he, I think he said it was one or two kilograms yeah. over the summer break. And when they came back from summer break, he was consistently out qualifying Lewis in that year. And wow. he attributes it to the, to the one or two kilograms. Right. I mean, that's like two to four pounds, four, four pounds. Yeah. Like that was enough. They, they talk about weight quite a bit. I mean, yeah. Like interviews yeah. and stuff. And, and, yeah. and there was like, 
news reports that I saw last year that um, for every kilogram of weight that Red Bull was trying to cut because the cars are real heavy. It's a hundred grand. It knows uh, it 250,000 euros per, per, per kilogram for half per pound. kilogram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, kilograms, two pounds, two pounds, oh, two pounds per two pounds. My bad. Yeah. 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 Other yeah. Way, other way. Wild. Wow. Just, yeah, uh, I, knew, I knew it was a lot. Yes. Yeah, so they, they should get a little, little salary bonus when they, you know, they hop on the scale there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's crazy because your fuel loads going down, um, yep. you know, during the race and they're also losing weight too. Like they said, they lose up to two kilos, yep. two, three kilos a race. So I mean, if, you get, if you're a sweaty guy, you're getting pretty light at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. Um, yeah. It's just it's just so interesting. So many facets and so many things that people do for their mindset to be able to to overcome and achieve and and, yeah. and pull this off. And uh, it's, it's just it's really wild. cool. So I mean, just drive your car in a hundred for you know ten minutes on the freeway and imagine going mm-hmm. two hundred turning like i and for two hours just to be that pinned you know and and all that crap it's those guys are insane athletes it's crazy what's the what's the fastest you've ever driven uh 140 140 okay yeah it was in a like a wide body bends and it did and it uh it uh it governed it governed out at 140 yeah i think i've gone 120 in germany on the autobahn yeah we're in Um, some background in the middle of the night flying yeah but that that was like about it, and I was like shit in my pants. Like this car, that. I mean, it was a, I mean, it was a modern. It was probably ten years ago, so <clears> I mean, a twenty ten, you know, five hundred S class thing. So I mean, it was like sucking, like lower into the ground, and it didn't feel like much of anything. And it was, it was literally like two or three in the morning. We were coming back from a buddy's house, and it was in my my rich buddy's Benz, and yeah, just that's where it stopped. One forty, and it, I mean, it, you knew your moving. Like it was kind of like. Like fuck, man! If something happens, we're fucked. But it, the car didn't feel like anything was going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it just, yeah. It was just smooth. But stuff but comes know, at you so yeah, fast, yeah, yeah. It just you know? if something you know because we we're it was a uh, toll road from in from like uh, Newport Beach to the IE, so Redlands area. So there's that back toll road. So I mean, there's nothing out there except maybe a deer or a squirrel or yeah. <laughs> there's literally not one car on the road. So he's like, fuck it. Let's see how fast this thing goes. And I was driving. I'm like, really? And like hundred, you like, look at him. He's like, yeah, fucking go next one. No, <laughs> next one. No. Um, how about in Canada? These guys are going almost 200 miles an hour and there's uh groundhogs running across the track, like a whole family of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just wild. But yeah, man, it's uh, that's pretty fast. <laughs> Uh, what's that? I text that answer. What, what uh, Nick Adams is here and just text, Can I peek in your door? I was like, Recording almost done. <laughs> my my oh, broken we can elite, wrap, we can wrap things up. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that we're about done. So that's what I just on, said. So, we're about, we're uh, about done. We're just in the babble point now for sure. So, yeah, man, it was good talking to you. And uh, uh let's try to do this again. Probably end of uh, like maybe in four weeks' time, I'd like to do something before the national that I have here. And what's the date um, on your national? Uh, it's like August third to through the fifth or something like that. Yeah, we so. got Reno. We got our tangent summer tour. Yeah, so if we can make it Mass- happen, we'll make it happen. But- uh, should be up to Grand Junction. Yeah, yeah, should be all right. Should be Other all right. Than that. Should be up. All right, boss. Well, good talking to you. Hope the fans liked our show. What show was it? Thirteen oh. or something. It's uh, episode twelve of well, the RT podcast. It's not bad. And I'm two, off two years. To a baseball tournament now. So, yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go finish my beautiful Friday afternoon here at Tangent. All right, man. I'll talk Bye to man. you.
Yeah, yeah. have a good one.